We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our emergency freedom alerts for August 16th, 2021. And um, <clears throat> I've been going a long time. I started around five and now it's already into the next day. Uh, we're going to try to wrap it up here. And um, <clears throat> I just saw this video. In fact, I've seen several videos like this. This is on brand new tube and it's called COVID-19 Handle. And what it does is it shows these people all dressed in like biohazard white. Their 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 heads are covered in white. It's like they're in like a COVID or a hospital, I don't know, type of suit. But their faces are like have these white masks where they can just see out of the eyes. And they're all carrying signs. One of them says, submit and obey. They're playing this classical music handle in the background. They're walking through public areas. And I don't know if this is in Canada. Do not question authority. Stay asleep. Obey and conform. Watch TV. Stay asleep. Um, and they're all carrying little different signs. And they're all walking like one step at a time. And trying to wake people up. Don't think. And they're, they're, they, they take a step and then they take another step. It's real slow and controlled. They're just like a zombie army. And... I don't know, this seems like a movement that I, I like, I really do, because it's actually using really extreme sarcasm in order to try to convey the message, you know, um, because this is what people are doing, and they're, and they're in public places. It looks pretty creepy, what they're doing, I, but I, I've seen this, no independent thought, and this is very much like the movie They Live, where, you know, the uh, ex-pro wrestler Roddy Roddy Piper, who coincidentally enough, when he was asked about the movie, less than a year before he died, he was not an, an old man or anything. He couldn't have been anymore in his late 40s, early 50s. Came out with a, I don't know if it was a tweet or a, I don't know. But he said, They Live is a documentary. And it wasn't shortly after that he was gone. What was They Live about? Well, it was about an alien race, essentially. That had taken over humanity. They appeared human. But when you put these special glasses on. You could see them for what they were. These creatures. That had taken over humanity. Isn't that what kind of was happening in Noah's day? When the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wise off that they chose. And they bore them giant. It was more out in the open though. In that day. It was way more out in the open. And didn't Jesus Christ say as it was in the days of Noah? Or Noah? So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, aren't we in those days right before Jesus' return? Yeah. He says, that, well, as it was in the days of Noah, what was the biggest thing going on there? By far, if you took a news crew back, it would be the fallen angels came down and procreated with women and they bore them giants. And the giants were defiling the whole earth. Probably along with the fallen angels, but... And if you wanted more of an expanded view on that, just, you know, the book of Enoch. I don't, I don't say it's scripture, but... Blue hardcover, Baptist Theological Press is the one I recommend with all the KJV cross-references. Just came Book of Enoch in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird how the book of Daniel says they shall mingle themselves, regarding the end times, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave? That word cleave means to aptly fit, rightly. Huh. I'm talking about if you look at the Hebrew derivation. Huh. Maybe these shots have something to do with defiling our DNA. Maybe there's 
third strand Nephilim DNA in the shots that I've reported on, that I've talked about, that I forget to talk about a lot. Maybe that's why they're so basically hell-bent on getting them in our systems. Maybe that's one of the many reasons, along with the 5G, the nanotech, the rewriting of our DNA. Isn't that what was going on in Noah's day? Wasn't our DNA being overwritten? What did it get? Didn't it get so bad in Noah's day that God himself said it repented that he'd ever made man. And it got so bad that he had to save Noah, eight people on the ark and the animals that hadn't been defiled and flood the whole earth to kill everything, to hit the reset button. Well, that's what happened. I guarantee you, this is doing stuff to our DNA. If you get that kill shot, and that's why it's so important. And it, isn't it weird that Rodney Roddy Piper was killed within within less than a year after he posted that one, I don't know if it was a tweet or whatever, They Live is a documentary. And what was that about? It was about an alien, basically some type of Nephilim race that had taken over they were posing as humans, but they were not. How many people have, I mean, over the years, I've got a listener right now just documenting all of the all of the, uh, the stuff on. And these sites always get taken down, though. Always. Where they can't hold form. And they have the reptilian slits in their eyes. He sent me, he, he's got, in fact, let me see if I can find his site. I, I saved it. Um... Yeah, here it is. Um, Sky Prevail, and uh, it's on you. It's on uh, YouTube. Sky Prevail, and um, it's not all the reptilian slits here. Yeah, pupil slits. Governor Cuomo, Gretchen Whitner slit pupils. Uh, there's ones on Biden slit pupil. Serpent Joe Biden vax pusher from hell. Uh, all of these videos now again you get you get into this subject and it's a whole other can of worms whole other can of, of worms can the copeland preaching vaccines evil senator chuck schumer uh, nikki haley shape-shifting i'm telling you when we get to heaven I believe all of us are going to have, if we're shown how all the different ways we were deceived or had the wool pulled over our eyes, we are all going to be jaw hit the floor. So, I'm telling you, I don't believe these things are human. I don't. I don't believe that. Why would you, if you were human, try to destroy your own race? Try to absolutely wipe it out chemtrails the fluoride the chlorine the gmos the the all the different chemicals the dues weapons now the the, the kill shots the vaccines the pharmacia the, the hundreds and hundreds of different ways they're trying to kill us why would you try to kill i mean the chemtrails are, are falling on the evil the evil entities these devils as well as humans. well maybe it's because they like it Maybe they're chemtrailing because they're actually terraforming the earth because they actually like that environment.
It says in the book of Enoch that one of the main goals was defiling God's creation. The giants were defiling. They defiled animals, the fish, the birds, the reptiles, everything. Well, Satan's doing a pretty good job of that right now, I'd say, too. Very, very similar to Noah's day. So anyway, um, a little lighthearted discussion there. If we go further, um, doctor restrained put into solitary confinement after advocating for mistreated COVID patient. This is from the Stu Peter show. Now I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to read you the description. You can listen to the audio if you want. Sarasota, Florida, Dr. Stefan Gufanti was in the emergency department at Sarasota Memorial Hospital when he shared a room with a fellow COVID-19 diagnosed patient, even though we know that's bogus. Um, Dr. Gufardi became Gufanti became the medical advocate for the patient whose condition was worsening because nobody else cared and made healthcare workers aware of the bacterial pneumonia in the patient. As a result of his ad advocacy, Dr. Gufanti reports that he was removed from the room, put into a four-point restraint. This is an MD that is an emergency room physician. Okay. Removed from the room, put in a four-point restraint, and put into solitary confinement by the hospital staff for four hours before signing out against medical advice. This is how they treat their own. If they just get a little bit out of line. And you're telling me these people are human? Or at least the people at the top? I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's a lot of demon-possessed humans walking around. True. True. Doing, doing the bidding of their master, Satan. And their satanic overlords. I, I've got into this subject before. Just keeping my alien agenda. Mega studies. I don't know how many have even done. Six, seven, I don't know. Where we get into all this. How they do walk among us. I, I don't, it's, it's hard you, when you get down a path to constantly go back and reemphasize all that because you, then you feel like I feel like well then I got to re go back into that study and for my new listeners well I'm telling you we've covered this a lot of times uh, anyway he's having a press conference that was on August 13th regarding this I don't know what became of that but yeah that's how insane things are then I saw this on Facebook the other day Jennifer Day Watson Walston of North Carolina, state I'm in, like the rest of the nation and the world, are going to be facing a healthcare shortage, shortage soon. This is what she's saying. So be aware if you need to seek medical care. I am in a very large group of healthcare professionals, and so many of these men and women that were hailed as heroes just a few months ago are now having to make the heartbreaking choice to leave their medical careers in order to keep sovereignty over their own bodies and their own choice. Why? Because of the kill shot. Okay. Uh, and trust me, I'm getting this from my healthcare professionals that are listeners. They're all being put in this position. I'm going to get into that next. Just a heads up, as this will strain hospitals and doctor's offices that are already short-staffed. Okay, well, I I'm hoping that with my medical healthcare professionals that are out there, that know that it's just a matter of time, their days there are numbered, no matter what you're facing there, your days are most likely numbered. I, I've had nurses years ago tell me they had to leave the medical profession because of the vaccine mandates and things like this. Maybe they could have found another hospital. They just choose to, chose to get out. 
I'm hoping with the videos that I just played with Eustace Mullins and the guy on the Caduce symbol and what I mentioned about the medical profession that that may make your your decision a little bit easier. Now, I'm not saying we don't need skilled medical people. I just wish there was a way it could be decoupled from the satanic medical pharma cartel system that exists. The behemoth gigantic system that exists. And I know that's wishful thinking. I get it. But, you know, in a, in a perfect world, I wish they could be decoupled. I wish that they would adopt the principles of the body can heal itself when given the proper tools. Whether that's, you know, clinical nutrition, whether that's, you know, and, and or modifying your diet, modifying your um, lifestyle habits, uh, monitoring what you're putting in your body monitoring exercise habits um uh so many ways that that we abuse and can abuse our bodies in today's day and age that will ultimately cause disease and produce a lot of bad stuff i wish that you know they could commingle and work with like good chiropractors and which is what i am i, I was licensed back in well i graduated in 93 i was licensed in 94 in florida um you know, I wish that in a perfect world, the, the medical system, the good medical system that, that could work with the natural, natural paths and, and, and the people that use clinical nutrition and, and, you know, good lifestyle counseling. And But listen, we're pretty far down the line. You can see how satanic things have gotten. I just hope that maybe those videos, if you know you've got to do it anyway are going to make it a little bit easier to make that choice. You know? Now, I'm going to give my testimony on this now about what's happened to me. This is what I entitled, this is Scott Johnson's comment in a Bible study regarding the times we are all facing and all my listeners who are being forced to leave their jobs and possibly relocate. Now, I wrote this to a longtime listener the other day. I wrote this to her. She's also um, like a high-level nurse in a hospital and um, facing, uh, you know, discharge. And I, I believe they basically told her, you know, she's either got to comply with the kill shot or be out of there by, by November. And some things happened that accelerated that. I view it differently than maybe she's viewing it because I think God just wants her out of there. And I think God just accelerated the timetable because what I've learned in my own life is that if God doesn't want you somewhere, he can make it so miserable for you. It can actually make it so miserable or so bad that you end up getting fired. Because that happened to me, my last job. And I'm going to tell you that story right now. The last time I worked for another company was back around, I think it was around 2005. I'm, I'm, I don't... I'm not a big journaler in that regard, but I think it was around there, maybe 2004, I don't know. It was the worst chiropractic job I had ever had. Big brother micromanaging that I constantly bucked as some of their business practices bordered on malpractice and were just insane, all for the love of money. They wanted me to adjust people right off the bat with manual adjustments, hand adjustments, and a lot of, we were treating, this was all like accidents, this was car accidents and stuff, okay? I was working with MDs, neurologists, 
And it was really weird because the way they had it structured, I was like over them. It was really weird. And um, probably for some profit margin thing or whatever. I had the corner office, all glass, the whole nine yards, okay? I was the doctor that, uh, I don't want to get into whatever bragging type of stuff. I just, a lot of people would have viewed it as as kind of a dream job in a way. I, it was the worst job I've ever had. It was, by far. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't get along with the MDs I was working with or the neurologists or those. It wasn't because I wasn't getting along with the massage therapists or um, the front. I got along with everybody great, actually. It was the people in management that were above me that were literally driven by Satan out of greed. And um, they were wanting me to do all kind of crazy stuff. Adjusting patients' first visit with manual adjustments. I don't think so. I got so, I got a fresh car accident that comes in. They just had whiplash. I don't know if they have a disc injury. An x-ray is not going to tell me that because all you're going to see is a clear disc space. You're not going to know if, if the disc is herniated, protruded, or whatever. And not only that, it's a proven fact that a lot of times with disc injuries, they don't manifest for three to four weeks after a car accident. I go in there, crank it on someone's neck. I could make a disc injury worse. And I mean a manual cervical adjustment. And I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to take that. Kind of, not only that, you can't just go cranking on somebody's neck that's been in a fresh car accident and they're in like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, they're like a nine. You're going to lose the patient first visit. I use gentle techniques, activator, sacro-occipital technique, um, those types of techniques that are not going to hurt anybody. I'm not going to risk rupturing the disc. There's no rotational loads introduced into the spine. None. So therefore, and rotational loads are how you injure discs typically. So it was very, very safe. I kept the patients. Had great, great rapport with all my patients, basically. Hardly ever lost one. But they didn't like that. They, they wanted me to adjust stuff because they're just so stinking greedy. And then there's other stuff. And I, I, wrote them, I wrote them rebuttal letters. I'm like, I'm not going to do this and here's why. I said, and you know what? If you were smart, and I put it nicer than that, you would adopt this policy for all your doctors. They had 50 doctors in other clinics around the state. I was the one that the, that the owner of the company came to to get adjusted personally. He liked the way I adjusted. I don't know. So I had a good relationship with the owner, who I... Actually, ironically, graduated behind me as a trimester at Life College. I'm not going to give his name. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Um, but, and when he first got out, I, I had worked with him some, a little bit, uh, it was a few years earlier. He was still a decent guy. He let this guy come in called Dave. And Dave, um, Dave really, really, uh, I don't know. All I can say is Dave corrupted him. Dave Dave got him really looking at dollar signs. And when I came back to the company, it had just totally changed. Everything was greed-centered. Um, anyway, so on top of that, I was going through the darkest time I'd ever gone through. I was under heavy chastisement of God during that time in the year prior for a stupid mistake I'd made regarding the previous relationship I was in. I'm not going to get into much on that one but suffice it to say i was under severe chastisement of god right when i started 
to work for the new version of this company. I had no idea it had changed. And I was such a basket case. I, I, I fasted 40 in the first 60 days that this happened to me, which is basically the same time I started out of 60 days. I determined I fasted about 40 of them. And there was, and there was a five day period where I fasted straight and I did a three day, no water, no food during the five days. I was trying to get a hold of God as hard as I had ever tried to get a hold of God in my life. Because of the stupid decision that I had made, I was getting to go through what I put this other man through that also had a relationship with this woman, this Jezebel. I didn't find out till later that what was really going on, but you know, I should have known better, bottom line. And um, so I got to go through what he was going through. That's what God was letting me go through because I didn't really even have strong feelings for this woman. And all of a sudden, and there's a lot that led up to this, but all of a sudden, then I was in this position that I had put him in. And God let me see what it was like to go through that, what I put him through for a good year straight. And I was in the worst job I ever had in my life. I was fat. I lost. I went from 215 to about 187. The last, oh man, was it, no, 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 no. Maybe it was 170. I don't know. I lost a ton of weight from all that fasting. 40 days out of 60, you know, it's a lot. Um, I, I was an absolute shell wreck. I would, I would literally adjust a patient, go in my office and ball my eyes out and then go back and see another patient. For the first few months, it was like that was that bad. I was that much of a bad. And I deserved every bit of it. And you know what I prayed? I was going through so much pain that I said, God, I said, this is the worst thing you have ever let me go through. And I totally deserve it. I get it. I'm on your side on this. But I can't take this. So make it worse so I don't have to suffer as long. And I kind of think he did do that. I think he honored that. Because it was even, it, it even got worse. I come home and just vomit, vomit every night for like, I don't even know how long. It was horrible. I mean, it was the worst thing. God don't, God don't mess around with his kids. I'm telling you, if, if you get out of, you, you do something bad. And, and what I did affected my testimony, the whole nine thing. And I, I mean, I look back and now I'm like, what on God's green earth was I stinking thinking? If I could have went back to that time, I would have kicked my own butt. I mean, I can't even believe, but I'm telling you, you get yoked up with the wrong person and those demons come in. Oh man, you, you, you're not you anymore. You're not thinking even remotely biblical. You gotta be super careful who you yoke up with and your friends, especially in relationships. So this is, this is my context here. Okay. And it was the worst job I ever had on top of it. Even if I would have been tip-top gym, gym dandy cotton candy, it would have still been the worst job. And I had to all do it all under those conditions. So um, then, um, I know I'm taking up a ton of time here, but um, uh, then I finally, one day, my satanic overlord boss, it was about a year, about a year, came into my office and told me I was being let go. While... It was a total relief 
I still asked him why, and he told me that Florida was a right-to-work state, quote, right-to-work state, and they didn't have to tell me why. See, the reason I guys, I was just creating too many waves. I, I was too way too much of a thorn in their side. I wasn't doing exactly what Satan was telling me to do. Everything I was doing was only going to benefit the company and help us give better quality of care and not lose patients. But they were too stupid and greedy to see that. And I did it very nicely. But it didn't matter. They, they you know, Satan knew best and... Um, I had to go. And ironically, we had just had the best month financially that the clinic had ever had since we opened. We did like $130,000 that month. The best month we'd, we'd had in that clinic. And um, I, was, I was fired that month. And they wouldn't tell me why, because I hadn't done anything wrong. <laughs> Which, the reason I say that is because, so my firing was very unrighteous. I think you would agree. Just like all these medical professionals now being fired for not taking the kill shot. So I kind of know a little bit about how that feels to get fired because you want to take a righteous stance and you're only trying to do the right thing. I know how that feels. So I can I can empathize with you all. Now, this isn't just the medical professionals. These are anybody that's getting fired because they won't take the kill shot. Because, you know, let's face it, it's, it's coming to a lot of, lot of businesses, whether you're in the medical profession or not. It's just it's affecting their more first because of obvious reasons. So while in my flesh, I was nervous as what I would do, you know, because it was, you know, it was a little scary. Within one week, God had already opened the doors for me to be totally on my own. And I have not worked for anyone since then. And that was about 16 years ago. And the only reason I was working for them is because I had made so many unbelievably bad decisions. Primarily because I married such a horrible, horrible woman originally. Yeah, women aren't my strong suit. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah. So that horrible, horrible, horrible sham of a marriage led me to this other horrible, horrible, horrible relationship. And um, I, I should have never even been in a position where I was working for anybody. When I first got out of chiropractic college, we were literally turning people away at the clinic I was at with Dr. Finucane. I mean, we had more patients than we knew what to do with. But a series of bad decisions that I made, and primarily because of my ex-wife, everything that she basically did or touched was cursed. Everything. And if it wasn't cursed, she was going to make sure it was cursed. It, was fa it would fail, and she would do everything in her power to destroy it. Because there are people like that. And um, I'm not going to say a whole lot more about that, but... Yeah. So, you know, I look at it like, I, I, you know, I pretty much got what I deserved. Um, I had a long, long time where I was under God's chastisement. The worst, though, was this year. After I got out of that year, though, um, that was when things started to really kind of turn around for me. And um, 
I'll just go back to this report here. I, ironic, or my letter, ironically, it had just been the best month financially since that clinic had opened and I was the overseeing doctor for that whole clinic and I had done nothing wrong. So my firing was very unrighteous, just like all these medical professionals being fired for not taking the kill shot. While in my flesh, I was nervous as to what to do. Within one week, God had already opened the doors for me to be totally on my own. Again, I'm not worked for anybody in over 16 years. Uh, it was not too long after that, the sorry baptist church i was at put me in a position regarding their defensive xmas christmas which has nothing to do with the birth of christ again please see my study on christmas if you think that uh that i had to get up during a sermon where xmas was being defended and publicly rebuke the presenter of the sermon who was a probably the most unstable novice and I mean mentally unstable, both him and his wife. Novice, quote, Christians that were both on multiple psychotropic meds. And he got up and did a study um, rebuking me from my adult Sunday school study that I had just done that morning on Xmas. And the pastor arranged the whole thing so he wouldn't have to take any of the heat. But he encouraged this guy to do it knowing what I would probably do, which I did. And I rebuked him, stood up, rebuked him from the uh, pews. Now, he didn't say anything. Everybody looked at, was looking at me like deer in the headlights. And I walked out with Taylor. And that was it. I was done with the 501c3 church, Baptist, whatever, whatever denomination. Done had enough um all of this was god's plan every bit of it and he works those things out for your good you know there's a lot of bible regarding that so i i exposed this pagan the pagan holiday of christmas that morning and then that night he got up there did a sermon on on the virtues of Christmas and how how dare basically I say anything against it. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I let him have it both barrels. The Bible says rebuke such an one sharply that they may be found sound in the faith. Regarding the Cretans. It was not long after that till I started posting my teachings on Sermon Audio. Because I started I started my own little Bible study. Humble beginnings. I'd already had my email list, started my little Bible study with some people that came out of the Baptist church with me that were kind of sick of it too. Um, most of them went back to Intuit though, which is what I found when I came out of the Pentecostal, had about 10 people come out of me there. Most Every one of them ended up going back into it. Um, the pull of the flesh of the Pentecostal church is just too much for most people. Very, very appeals to the flesh. I had a small group that came out and stayed with me, but then I started posting on Sermon Audio. And although I only had, of course, I'd never call myself a pastor, I just called myself a watchman. I only had like, it was me and Taylor and oh, Nonetta, the widow, and um, Doug and Lisa. So there's about five of us. As soon as I started posting on Sermon Audio, it was like God just blessed it beyond anything I could even imagine. Here's a guy that's got no seminary training whatsoever. None. 
I'm just posting about relating biblical current events to the Bible. I'm posting on a lot of stuff that's not being talked about. And while, yes, I'm sure I had detractors, it was insane when I was posting on there, and I'll give God all the credit, I was competing against 6,000 different preachers they had on Sermon Audio at the time. And when I'm posting, and I'm in the top five out of like 6,000, and a lot of these are the big boys. And this was in a very short period of time. I couldn't believe it. But they couldn't have buy that either. Uh-uh-uh, no, 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 no. Way too much 501c3. Way too chafing, chapping, too, way too many hides up there. And they, they eventually kicked me off. The owner of Sermon Audio totally lied to me. And it was over that Ed Watson affair, which you can key in Ed Watson if you want. And again, it was just, it's this series of, of on the surface, you could look at them like, like maybe bad things, maybe defeats, but they weren't. They were just springboards to the next thing that God wanted me to do. And I had a listener, Tim, that had already started a website for me on contendingfortruth.com, and that's where we went. And see, I've never been under anyone's thumb since then. I've never had to worry about, oh, am I, am I going to offend Sermon Audio, or, or am I going to offend my little Baptist church, 501c3 Baptist church, because they don't want to hear truth. Or am I going to offend my boss because he wants me to do unethical things? Just do the right thing no matter what. And God will take care of the rest is what I found. And I'm not saying it wasn't scary, a lot of this stuff. And I've also tried to, like I said before, I've tried to make myself as small a target as possible. I've never brought anybody in into, into the ministry because I was, quite frankly, didn't really, wasn't really led in that direction. And with all the experiences I had had in the church, I really didn't want to go there and i was it would be very hard for me to delegate tasks on this anyway i've had taylor help me some with like the nutritional stuff as far as the nutrients that we've sold and things like this but she's very busy too i've just never i just i, I didn't want to get big and have to start paying people and start entangling myself with corporate things and I, i'm like no this is what i'm preaching against i'm not going to do that and that's why i've always stayed mega small I haven't gotten infiltrated. You can't infiltrate me. <laughs> I've been burned way too many times. Any any of the ministries I tried to try to kind of halfway collaborate with in the beginning, they all burned me too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were maybe some of them were jealous. Some of them didn't like what I said. I whatever. And then unentangling myself from the Baptist, that was a whole other whole other horrible thing that took years to happen it's, it's not until recently i feel like i'm totally kind of untangled from all these entanglements from my past and i can just preach or, or teach on what i believe god's leading me to do and not worrying about what man you know might say I'm, I'm trying to go back to this. Um, let me just read this to you. And uh, this, my ministry started with the Sermon Audio thing. And then I went on that 14 city tour of America and the avion flew warning about the very things that we are facing right now. I believe it was all by design on purpose for that reason, for that season. And that's all. And then that led to contendingfortruth.com being started. The thing... The thing is, what happened to you, and I was I was writing this to my listener, even though it was over this incident, was almost certainly inevitable 
for anyone working in a medical environment who won't take the kill shot. So I look at it like God just got you out of there a little bit earlier than you were expecting. As I think you said you were most likely going to be fired in November for your stance on the shot. I will pray God opens those same doors for you so that you don't have to, I mean, like that he did for me is what I meant, so that you don't have to be in bondage to this medical system that is getting more satanic by the minute. And I think we just proved that in today's study. And then just a little Bible study. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as an as is common demand but god is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able but with but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you be able to bear it so i'm praying for god to open for my listeners and the body of christ and the remnant a way of escape not just from maybe their horrible jobs that were forcing them to try to get the kill shot but from whatever satanic draconian police state things that the new world order may be trying to bring down on our heads and again this is why i've always been a big advocate of praying psalm 64 every day if you haven't heard that teaching listen to it just can psalm 64 at contendingfortruth.com i believe it'll change your life second timothy 1 7 for god hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind Psalm 18.2 The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. Psalm 34.7 The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So again, fear the Lord is typically connected with deliverance and protection of God. And then so many other the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. <laughs> that too, I mean. Then Psalm 56, 3, what time I'm afraid I will trust in thee. When that's a really easy one to memorize because you say what time I am afraid I will trust in thee, Psalm 56, 3. That's a really easy one to memorize because of that. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, these are good things to print out. I've done, I've done studies on worry and anxiety. These are verses that are good to print out, to meditate on, to dwell on. Um, particularly if, you know, you're facing a lot of, uh, you know, maybe losing your job and all of the stuff like we reported on today. We want to focus back in on the scriptures. Now, in that context of Philippians 4, 6, where it says be careful for nothing, the word, the outline of the word careful means to be anxious or to be troubled with cares. It doesn't mean careful like, oh, I'm careful not to step on attack. Okay? The, the King James usage means to be basically troubled with cares. Don't be troubled with cares. Don't be anxious. Okay? Because it won't, it's not going to help you by doing that. And then, we have Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus Christ says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, or what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor, nor yet for your body, or what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, meat meaning food, okay? And the body more than raiment, like clothing. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. 
are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto a stature? Like if you were taking thought about it, can you make yourself grow? No. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of, of the field, how they, how they um, row and they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today, which, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, meaning tomorrow, for, for the morrow should take thought of the things of itself. I mean, don't worry and fret about tomorrow. And that's very applicable in today's day and age. Now, that doesn't mean we're not to prepare. We're not, we're not to foresee the evil and to prepare, okay? But we don't want to be sitting there wringing our hands constantly about the type of information I cover today. But as a watchman, I got to give you that. I got to let you know what's coming down the road. That's what my job is. So it's a balance, you know. I mean, I, I struggle with it too. I'm not saying I'm Mr. Oh, I've conquered all this, you know. I'm just saying this for your benefit. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, this is applicable to me as it is you all. <laughs> um, so anyway, he says, For the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So you got enough on your plate today. And this is why when I see things about like, oh, this is going to happen in 2025, you don't hear me report a lot on that type of stuff. Because number one, God can intervene and that might not be a factor. And two, we got enough on our plate today. I mean, we got enough on our plate with this teaching today, right? Don't you think? I mean, what I reported on today? Yeah. Let's just pray about that and however the Lord leads you. And then Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. 1 Peter 5.7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now, all these verses are in the PDF for this study. Um, so you can print them out if you like. Uh, Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Isaiah 26.3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Why? And I added the Y in, because he trusteth in thee. So when you trust in God, then you can be in perfect peace. But you, but you have to keep your mind stayed on him. And in order to do that, you have to trust in him. Which leads me to Proverbs 3, 5, which I added these in later because I really believe God convicted me to. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Um, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he should direct thy path. So a lot of people really need God to direct their paths right now more than ever, especially if they're going to be losing their job or maybe they're considering re relocating. I mean, I've had listeners say, well, I live in like Portland or whatever. I'm like, if I was you, I would pray and fast. But personally, I would seriously think about relocating east somewhere. Do your research. I don't want to act like I'm the voice of God, but I would definitely... You know, that's a bad area, especially if you're going to lose your job anyway. But do as the Lord leads you, you know. Um, 
if if we acknowledge him in all our ways, the the word says that he will direct our path. So it's very important to give God the credit and the glory. Is I think what the the heart of that verse. Okay. Then it goes on to say in the next verse, verse seven, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. And if you do these things, and I added that part in, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So there, it applies a physical health by doing these things, a bodily health by doing these things. And I, I think we all want that. Next verse, verse nine, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase. If you do this, now I put in if you do this, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The problem is, is you don't want to sow into like a bad, like if you were giving it to like Kenneth Copeland or Benny Hinn, like a lot of people do, you're sowing into horrible ground. Okay. And I'm not saying that's the reason we, we give, but I've always... I've tried to do this, and God's blessed me. And um, so you honor the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruits of all thine increase. Now, I've done a whole teaching on the Old Testament Levitical tithe versus New Testament giving. Totally different. It's key in that. Key in tithe, you'll probably find it. Where I did a, a whole breakdown of this. I don't want to get into it too much, but it, it's important as New Testament Christians, we understand that. But again, you reap what you sow. And if you're sowing your seed into good ground, like, okay, what does the Bible say? Okay, widows, orphans, um, the poor. Um, uh, I mean, like getting tracks to, to, you know, the people. Um, good missionaries. Uh, good ministries. These types. And what I've found is a lot of times the smaller mom and pop ones that you know personally are a better place to do that, you know, that you maybe have a rapport with, whereas these big ministries that build these big edifices and big buildings and have all this overhead, a lot of times very little of it actually goes to whoever you're giving it to. And that that's kind of between you and the Lord on that, to do that, uh, however he leads you there. Now, um, verse 11, My son despise not the chastening of the Lord, Neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. I kind of alluded to those verses earlier when I was giving my testimony. Uh, then Psalm 91, 14, because he has set his love upon me. Now the Psalm 91, Psalm 91 is a really good one to pray to. Okay, protection and that. But it, um, I believe it ends here, Psalm 91, 14, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. But the first prerequisite on that is because he set his love upon me. And then if you go to the first part of Psalm 91, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So it's conditional dwelling in the secret place of the most high like you know in private prayer your some people call it your prayer closet um that's the one that's going to dwell under the shadow of the almighty so spending time with god alone is what that is implying and i, I don't honestly I, I i'm guilty of that a lot myself i'm not doing that enough you know so um anyway i, I hope those verses kind of encourage you there 
all of us are kind of in this position right now. I mean, unless you're like a listener of mine and has his own underground bunker, totally off the grid, with self-sustainable power source and a self, um, like some type of natural spring coming up through there and undetectable to any kind of covert government probing aircraft, which they those exist, then a lot of us are in this position, <laughs> me included, okay, about what I'm talking about here. Um, all right, so let's go back to the study, and th this is more trying to end on more of a positive note here. Brave school teacher stands, stands and quits in front of the woke school board. So I'm going to try to like end this more on a positive because i know this is probably like the most horrific study i've ever done and i apologize it's just you know i i can't it, I, i'm not responsible for the news cycle I, i'm it's my responsibility to kind of present it as kind of the lord leads me and try to tie it all together so i'm gonna go ahead and play this laura morris okay so this lady is in front of some type of woke school board that are there listening to her. My name is Laura Morris. I have been a teacher in Loudoun County Public Schools for five years and a teacher for 10. In that time, I have learned so much, being on the cutting edge of educational technology and working with a diverse population of students that I have loved. This year, I have the privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth, and I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and i encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policies being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county not only that, but within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies, I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. Wow. God bless her. That is the kind of spirit that we all need to have regarding what we're moving into and again you know i was talking about my testimony that god put me in a position like with my job initially well i mean at the end i wasn't going to budge off my righteous stance i think god was trying to get me to do that exact thing quit but he put me in a position where i just had no choice because i got 
you know, my walking papers handed to me. Kind of the same thing with that church I was in, you know, where I, you know, they put me in a position where I had to just get up and, and, and rebuke, rebuke that unstable novice Christian from the pulpit in the pulpit, which he should have never, ever in a million years been in the pulpit. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, then I had to do it again um, uh, with sermon audio, essentially. I had to, you know, they stabbed me in the back, but, you know, that was all for the better. That was all for the better and, and to get me. There, were, there was one time I remember I woke up in the morning and I, I'm not saying I've ever heard the voice of God, but it was it was it was it was a thought put in my head that it was time to launch out into the deep. And I don't know when that happened. I, it was could have been 20 years ago. It could have been 15. I don't know. But I I think that with a lot of us right now, like this lady that just got up and and quit, God's calling us to launch out into the deep. I, I think, and I, I know there's Bible parables that Jesus talked about regarding that. Yes, okay, I found it, the Bible verse. Um, Jesus, uh, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and it came to pass as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. So he was kind of like giving a sermon, but he was in the ship offshore. Okay. Now when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a draught. Meaning let your nets down for the fish. And Simon answered him and said, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, we will let down the net. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes that their net break. And they beckoned under their partners and were in their other ship and they should come and help them. And they became and they filled both ships so that it began to sink. <laughs> and when Simon and when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at the knees of Jesus. And he said, depart from me for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished that they were all with him at the draught and the fishes that they had taken. Yeah, I can I can relate to that. Depart from me, I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. Yeah. But when they obeyed Jesus, when he told them to launch out into the deep, a really awesome thing happened, is the point there. And I, I don't know, I, I feel like maybe collectively jesus is doing that with us with my listeners with the body of christ with the remnant because we're, we're, we're being put in a position right now where we really don't have a choice it's time to launch out into the deep you know it could be scary but i i really think that um i don't know that came into my head and i felt like i should say that it was actually came into my head the other day when i was and then it came into my head now again. And, and the Bible said, Jesus said, it's better that I go because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. Because when I go, the Holy Spirit will cause everything that I taught you to be brought into remembrance. And that's how, I mean, I give God all the credit. If I'm able to remember Bible verses and stuff like that, I just, I'm just assuming that is exactly why. Because the Holy Spirit's not me. 
It's not that I have like the best recall in the world or something, or have a photographic memory. But I'm able to remember a lot of scripture. But I got the Holy Spirit helping me. <laughs> so anyway, um Okay, so Attorney Thomas Rents drops bombs. Hospital administrators killing for cash. Threatening docs. Now we talked about him before. He is the attorney in Ohio, very humble man. I, I believe God uses the humble. The Bible says that, you know, to this man will I look, or to this woman, essentially, to them that are of a contrite um, and meek, basically contrite and meek spirit and trembleth at my word. Fear of God, contrite, humble before God and his fellow man. Well, I see that in him. And um, he's the one that, you know, deduced from Vare's own data, and this is just from one of the reporting centers, that 45,000 people died within three days of the kill shot. That was one of the nine Vare's report, I believe it was nine, Vare's reporting uh, centers, and it was only within three days. Now, what about if you extrapolate that? Well, what about how many died within, you know, 120 days? Who knows? 25,000 bare minimum which is more than double what they're admitting to right now. And that was just in the first, first three days of the kill shot. So I want to play him, and I, I was going to just try to crop this. I can't do it. I'm pro Probably what I'm going to have to do is just um, get to the other stuff that I'm not going to be able to cover because I can't go to a part five. I am like, oh, I need to get to bed after this because I've been going a long time. This is going to be over a six-hour study today. Um, but again, when I take a week off, I pay the price. I mean, it's, I don't get vacations because I just got to catch up. It never stops. So, it will someday. I mean, the, the night is coming when no man can work, man. We're there. I think that's why I'm scrambling so hard to get as much in as I can. All right, let's go ahead and play this. Well, there are healthcare whistleblowers coming forward in droves from hospitals everywhere, providing testimony about new admittance to their facilities. Testifying to what we have suspected the whole time, making it clear on the show by medical experts and researchers as well as doctors, they're confirming that 40 to 100% of new COVID patients in the care at their hospitals are, quote, fully vaccinated patients. Another whistleblower from the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services has sparked an injunction against the emergency use authorization being used in the United States to justify the push and in many more cases every day, the corporate mandates forcing people to make a decision now between a potentially dangerous or even deadly inoculation and their careers, the means to provide for their families. Attorney Thomas Renz from Ohio is smack dab in the middle of that legal battle and he joins us now. Thomas. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me, Stu. So you were on stage at the Reawaken America tour in Anaheim. I believe it was July 18th, where you announced that you'd be filing papers in federal court that day. You made claims that the government is lying about vaccinated individuals dying in mass numbers and accurately predicted that videos of your claims would be fact-checked and censored. So the number 45,000, that's the number of people dead within three days of the shot. That was at the center of your claims. And you said that you had a whistleblower to substantiate those allegations. So, yes, the videos were removed from the most commonly used Internet tools. And, yes, the claim has been labeled false by fact checkers. So, as of today, where is this at? Bring us up to speed. Well, so the case is against emergency use authorizations. And where it is, it's in court. Um, 
the government's doing everything they can to dodge the case because they do not want to deal with this. They know that if we get to discovery on this, it's all over because we'll be able to validate everything that we're saying using, you know, open uh, open data at that point. They, they can't hide it anymore once we get to discovery. So uh, the case is at the court. We're waiting for the hearings. We're uh, trying to get through all the pr procedural games that the federal government's playing to dodge us, and that's where we are. So the fact checkers, to them you say what? And the New York Times apparently has a hit piece out on you as well. Are these people just blatantly lying? Are they, are they, do they know they're lying and they're intentionally publishing falsehoods? Well, I don't know how you can miss it. So let me tell you how this works. For me to submit something to federal court, if I don't do my due diligence, if I don't you know, do some homework to try and verify that it's you know, it's true. If I don't have a good faith belief that it's true, I could lose my law license. I wouldn't submit something to federal court I didn't do my homework on. Further, here's the real question. So the fact checkers all want to say that I'm lying. And that's all they say. They say, well, nope, it's wrong, right? There is a real easy way to take care of this. All that Fauci has to do, all the Department of Health and Human Services has to do, they can discredit me in a way that I would go away and you'd never hear me again. All they got to do is make the raw data public. They have 12 different mechanisms by which they collect information related to injuries and deaths for the COVID vaccines, right? So all they have to do is make the raw data public. You know, Fauci and crew co-own the Moderna intellectual property rights on their patent. You know, the 20-some billion dollar company that has no other drugs approved and their, only, their value is based entirely on the COVID vaccine. I don't trust them, and I don't know what kind of a fool you'd be to trust them. So listen, if you think that I'm wrong, make the data publicly available. My my whistleblower looked at some of the some of the private data. I think it's a lot higher than forty five thousand. Discredit me. Make it public. Let me see the raw data. I have offered and will offer again. I will raise the money to have the the raw data evaluated by an independent fact checker. And then I will make it public for the American public and the world public so that they can, you know, make the decisions that they need to make. You just said something in there that, that I caught and I, I find it very interesting. You said that there are 12 databases that track vaccine injuries. Why do we only have access to one called theirs, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System? Why do we only have access to that one? Well... Isn't it interesting that the one that we have access to has actually been held in court to be inaccurate? And we have the study from Harvard that shows that only one to 10% of the injuries and deaths are reported there. It's, it's a totally un, uh, unsupported thing in terms of what they do is it's optional, self-reporting. Now the hospitals are supposed to be reporting, but they're not. Uh, we have tons of evidence of that. So. You know, they've got all these different mechanisms. What are you trying to hide? If you don't have anything to hide, why are you hiding it? And it's, isn't it crazy that the New York Times wants to fact check me, but all they got to do is say, hey, show us the data so that we can disprove it. But, you know, that was in my quote to the New York Times, and they seem to leave that part out. They're leaving a lot out, and a lot is coming out by accident. Freudian slips. In uh, one state, a governor just admitted the vaccine doesn't work. Yeah. So let me tell you what, I, I want anyone that's listening to tune in, to stay tuned in because this is the most important interview I've done in weeks. We've got a couple things that I got to get out in this interview. 
and I want people to pay attention. This is critical. First of all, Governor, Governor Bashir, okay, this guy is absolute garbage. He's down in Kentucky. He, uh, he actually just argued in our case, because we're suing him, saying that his emergency orders and lockdowns and mandates are all garbage and they should be gone. So in his case, he just had his lawyers argue, well, you know, we lifted the mask mandate, so this is all moot. Well, then right after he argued that, he reissued an executive order putting mask mandates back in. Here's the beauty. In his executive order, he admitted the vaccines don't work. I'm going to quote this. I'm going to quote this. And it's a little out of context, but I'm going to quote this from his executive order. Fully vaccinated people with Delta variant breakthrough infections can spread the virus to others. That's a direct quote. Okay, so the vaccine doesn't work. Why in God's name would I take it? And why are they forcing it? It doesn't stop the spread of the virus. Why would you take it? And if you think if the only reason you're taking it is because you think it's going to reduce your symptoms, okay, you take it. Why do I need to? If it's not going to stop the spread, why do I need to take it? I know you're not a doctor, you're an attorney, but we've heard a lot from doctors, medical experts, about something called antibody-dependent enhancement. This argument is being made by physicians all over the country in front of particularly school boards who want proof of inoculation before the return to in-person learning, specifically at the collegiate level in universities, masks on our kids, even though doctors all over the country are appearing before these school boards saying masks will not stop these molecule size, you know, droplets. Uh, masks do not prevent anything. As a matter of fact, they are of detriment. They absolutely inhibit the amount of oxygen that one intakes and flood the bodies with carbon dioxide. Not to mention all of the social and psychological adverse events that happen long term and are completely destructive to children. Is it legal for a school to force my kid into a mask? Can they do that lawfully? Absolutely not. And I'm going to tell you the only reason that I haven't dealt with the mask yet is because I'm one guy and I don't have enough time. Uh, the mask stuff is so easy to disprove. The science backs up that they don't work and that they're actually harmful. You know, if you remember, the CDC had their study a while back. They said yeah, initially when the masks were the main thing that they're advocating, I did. I've got a whole file on the masks. My first original printouts that I went one page handouts were focused in on the masks. So if you need any of that info, you can contact me. But um, yeah, it's that was when it first started. Now we've got such bigger fish to fry with the kill shot now. We've really tested these masks and they work great. Here's the thing. Everybody reads the summary of the study but doesn't read the body. If you read the body, you know what you know I know how well they work? One percent. A 1% potential uh, reduction in the spread of, of, of the virus. They don't work. And that was with CDC's bogus numbers. All of the studies are shown, even the N95s, they don't work. They do not stop this. So the idea that these masks are going to take care of it is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't know what else to say other than it's an outright lie and stupid. Masks are there to punish people and to condition people to listen to what the government says, period. They don't work. Why is everybody, why is it a mandate that everybody follows these NIH CDC protocol when we know their information to be inaccurate? They actually paid for scientific studies and then ignore the science behind those studies. 
The studies yeah. produce results and then they ignore them, but then yet still mandate that you get inoculated and that you wear a mask, even though both of them have been proven to be potentially dangerous or deadly. They're crooks. These people are crooks. They belong in jail. And that's the nicest thing I can say. And we're going to send them there if we have our way about it. I cannot wait to see Fauci in prison uh, clothes. This guy's a scumbag. They know what's happening. I'm telling you, as a, as a not-too-smart, lowly lawyer, I can read this and figure out what's going on. You don't have to be a genius. You just got to take the time to read it, right? These don't work. It's illegal what they're doing. It's outright illegal. This is absolutely, without a doubt, a criminal conspiracy. It's laid out in front of the people of America. We just have to look at it. And now I'm asking the people of this country stand up and say, no, we're done with this. We're not wearing these dang masks. We're not getting experimented on. We're sure as heck not going to let our kids be experimented on. And by the way, now they're pushing for pregnant women. Do you know that one of the studies that came out recently showed an 83% miscarriage rate for people who took this in uh, the first or second trimesters? Yeah. I mean, they're killing babies right and left. They're killing everyone. What the heck are we doing here? That study that Attorney Renz is referring to was in the New England uh, Medi Medical Journal, Journal of Medicine. Uh, and we have, we have displayed that here on the show. And of course, we were fact-checked by Reuters. Uh, and I don't know how that's possible. We were citing a source from the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, this is premeditated murder, if you ask me. Hospitals all over the place. Administrations are now dictating medicine rather than physicians. Physicians are scared for their job. And I believe that these school boards are scared of repercussion from the federal government lawsuit or criminal liability if they don't follow the direction of the all-powerful NIH, Tony Fauci, and the CDC. They are absolutely using a fear campaign to get people to go along with this and then bribing people with money. Why would a hospital administrator, you're an attorney, I'm asking you, this is a legitimate question, why would a hospital administrator pull a physician aside at a hospital in Arkansas and tell him, if you go administer that ivermectin, you're gonna be fired, you will put this person on remdesivir and you will put a ventilator on this person and force them to life support into a coma where they will later die. Why would that hospital administrator do that? Why are they doing this? Because he's a corrupt crook and belongs in jail for murder. Let me tell you what's happening all over the country. Every day I get call after call after call. My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, they're in the hospital. They won't do anything. All they want to do is give them remdesivir and put them on a ventilator. Well, let me tell you what that does. That kills them. Don't do it. Say no. You ultimately control the treatment. Do not let them murder your family. These hospitals have been bought and sold. Let me tell you what's happened, not the doctors. This is just more evidence of what we just covered today, the, the, how the hospitals are just totally satanic at this point. For-profit entities bent on doing, you know, the satanic mission of murdering as many people as possible under the guise of COVID-19, acting like they're the good guys when in reality they're nothing more than Lucifer's representatives. And I'm talking about, again, the hospitals that are doing this for for-profit motives. Most of the local doctors and the lower level doctors, they don't even know. They're just following guidelines. Let me tell you how this works. The hospital, with the malpractice is based on what would another doctor in a similar situation do, right? So what the hospitals have done is we had Obamacare. There's no more independent doctors. 
This was one of the main right. and most insidious things behind Obamacare. Yeah. Is it consolidated all the doctors under these huge hospital systems? Exactly. That's why the independent doctors are all right now speaking out, but there's only a small number of them. I, I can remember getting CEUs, which are continuing education credits, when I was when I was in Florida, and um, there was this one time that I went, and there were CEUs that were both there were MDs in there with me. And there were chiropractors, and maybe there was there was other doctors. I don't know. And I can remember those MDs, and this was back in like, man, two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, maybe, where they were saying, I mean, and it was this bad back then, where they were saying, I'm out of here. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be practicing maybe a year or two more. It's getting so big, brother. The HMOs are taking over, um, and nowhere near what it is now. And they're like, it's not worth it anymore. If we go under their system, we're gonna have to see like, I don't know, five or ten times the patients to make the same amount of money. It's just getting, it's moving in a totally very insane direction. And they were all in agreement. And these guys were getting out soon. These guys had been in it. it wasn't like they were just graduating. I can't even imagine what it's like now. Because there aren't many independent doctors anymore. No. These, doc these hospital systems then get a board of executive doctors. They're not real doctors anymore. They're there to figure out what makes the hospital most money and what complies best with the regulations and insurance companies. They start out from there, and then after that, they think, yeah, well, which of these options that make us the most money is going to help take care of the patient? They, they create these protocols, and all the doctors in the hospital system have to follow it. If they don't follow it, they get threatened with their job, they get fired, they get blackballed, and they're in big trouble. So you either give up your family's livelihood or you fight, or you uh, go along with killing people. So what's happening now is I have a massive number of healthcare workers around the country reaching out to me. And guess what? We're going to help them. Because what I'm seeing is over and over again, these hospitals are putting profit ahead of lives. Not the doctors, the hospitals, not the nurses the hospitals. I want every doctor and nurse in this country to come and speak out. I have photos of people laying in the ICU COVID unit being neglected. People who are being killed, essentially, because hospitals will not take care of them. They put them there. They know they get more money when they're on remdesivir. They get more money when they're on the ventilator. And so they let them lay there and die. And you can't watch right. because they say you're in the COVID unit. So your family can't exactly. come and visit which is garbage. You've got to do it in darkness because their deeds are evil, as the Bible says. And that's the perfect excuse. Just that you visit your family, you've got to watch. Guess what? Let me tell you what else they're, else they're doing. They're not feeding them. So they'll put in the, the IV and you think they're getting nutrients through mm -hmm. it, right? Except for they're not. They're not. I've got a, a family down in Florida. Did, Dad didn't get fed for three days. We're getting ready to have a huge fight down in Florida. There's a hospital down there that has done some of the most egregious things in the world. I cannot believe. And this hospital, we're about to go to war. This is happening all over we're the country. We're going to talk about the Florida hospital next on Stu Peters again. We're having a health care crisis. We're having a crisis where people are being murdered by hospitals yep. because they're putting profit over people. And it's not the doctors. It's the administration. I think a lot of these people, though, honestly, are, are satanic Luciferians. They put. I mean, I've, I've reported on this. How a lot of occultists and high-level Luciferians gravitate to hospitals because they can do the maximum amount of they can earn a ton of money, just like abortion clinics, and murder 
They're they're two favorite things to do, and it's the perfect environment uh, if you position yourself properly in a hospital. It's it's a perfect environment to do that. Working with big pharma, working with insurance, especially if you have other people in league with you, and working with the government in collusion because they're getting paid off to do it. We have to stand up and quit letting them murder our families. To the best of my knowledge, you're the only person that has sued Anthony Fauci. Um, and you, good for you. You have found a way to get to this guy. I love him. Let me ask you this. Is he at the top? Is he the top guy in all this? Or is he the front face for a much bigger machine? Oh, he's the front face. I mean, listen, he's as corrupt as can be. He sold his soul up one side and down the other. Mm. I cannot, I'm going to sue that guy so many more times, I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I'm going to sue him. Really pray for this Thomas Renz attorney. <laughs> he needs our prayers. <laughs> God bless him. Probably the next 20 years. I can't wait to sue him some more. <laughs> but the problem is, is that there's a lot of bad guys behind him. Oh, yeah. This wouldn't happen but for the collusion, right? You just talked about being censored, or I'm sorry, fact-checked, because you reported on a, a, a peer-reviewed study from New England Journal of Medicine. Really? Okay, well, let me tell you why that happened. Because all the big media is part of the quote-unquote trusted media initiative, right? All the big media. What's the Trusted Media Initiative? Well, what it is is a way that all the media is colluding together to cover up anything that they don't want to talk about. It's censorship. It's organized censorship. The people behind this are, there's, there's different groups. We know China doesn't like us. They're part of this. We know that there's a group of global billionaires who own pharma, own big tech, and own the media. They're behind this. All these people are pulling the strings. This is about money and power, and it's even—it's much deeper than even Anthony Fauci. And these people got to go down because they are killing people for no reason other than profit and power. So Anthony Fauci gets fired, goes to jail, gets executed, whatever it is. Uh, they're just going to keep coming, aren't they? I mean, they're just, if, if he's just a cog, if he's just a front guy, if he's just a pawn in this machine, aren't they just going to keep on coming? How do we stop it? The one thing they are afraid of is we the people, okay? The most important well, thing... Well, ultimately, we need, we need God's intervention, though. I mean, prayer fasting from the remnant would accomplish... Of course, I believe in what they're doing, 100%. But without God, you know, we're, we're not going to um, ultimately succeed in this endeavor. And I don't know if there's Bible for that happening, and I hate to say that, but you look at... You look at... Uh, Revelation, Daniel, you know, Matthew 24, you know, there's not a lot of Bible saying that we're going to have all these gigantic victories in the end times. Um, I'm not saying we can't have victories individually and the remnant can't have victories, but I'm talking about global scale type victory. I'm not, I also don't want to try to limit God either. I can't, I'm not going to say that couldn't happen either and it is something we should pray for but you know i mean the bottom line is the book of daniel revelation second thessalonians chapter 2 matthew 24 all that's going to be fulfilled guys and in order for that to happen it's not a real pretty road that we're facing now we know how it all ends though we know how it all, how it all ends and we are on the winning team you know whether whether you know whether we have to give our life or, or whether we're around when Jesus comes back, you know, at the end of the tribulation. Now, 
granted, you could say, well, I'm preacher. Okay, fine. But we, I think we can all agree Jesus is coming back at the end of the tribulation, according to Matthew 24. Okay. Um, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-trib, whatever, you know, post-trib, we can all agree on that. I'm going to say during this interview is the thing that I try and say during every interview. I am not an important guy. I'm a single lawyer. I'm a family man. I live in a little town in Ohio. I don't have a big firm. I'm working. I love on it because I come from a little town in Ohio too. <laughs> I just I love the humility, you know. And a lot, you, a lot of times you don't see that from you know a lawyer, um, but when you do, it's really refreshing. And those are the types of people God will use the most mightily, you know, the the humble, the because. A humble person isn't going to tend to want to take all the credit. He's going to tend to give God the glory if if, if um, he sees the hand of God move. And that's why you know, one of the reasons I think God uses the humble. I'm making it bigger so I can fight more. But I, I was answering my own phone until a few months ago. I'm going to make this as big as I can. Then they can tell me that I'm doing it for the money, which is laughable. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to make this as big as I can. I'm going after everybody. And we're going to keep going until we win or I can't fight anymore. And I'm going to tell you right now, the thing that's important about that is that I'm nobody. You don't have to be special to fight. What they fear is we the people. They fear the What was that quote I gave on that Edward Hale guy at the very, very beginning of part one? You know? <laughs> Think back to that quote. Very reminiscent of what he just said. You know? The people waking up, growing a backbone, and telling them to go to hell. And that's what we need to do. I need people standing out. I need healthcare workers saying, you know what? You're going to try and get me to do this fax? I'm walking. By the way, that's why all the hospital beds are saying that they're overflowing. It's not because they don't have enough beds. It's because all the healthcare workers are quitting because they're trying to make them take the vaccine and they're treating them like crap, trying to make them kill people, and they've got ethical issues. Which it. is what I just read from that one nurse on Facebook about she's saying listen guys there's going to be a massive shortage of healthcare workers because they're forcing us to take this kill shot or walk and and you know they can't get people to work in these hospitals all of these hospitals they're talking about they got beds available i've checked all over the country i haven't found a single hospital there may be one or two but i haven't found we're going to talk about that next single hospital that's actually full in fact i had a i have pictures of a hospital in florida that they reported as being overflowing and that they had to bring in a, a refrigerator truck to hold all the dead people from COVID. You know what that was? That refrigerator truck was a mobile MRI unit and I got pictures of an empty hospital and an empty parking. And it's so ironic because Stu Peters reported on that very same story that we're covering next. And the clinic that I was at before that I told you about, we had a mobile MRI unit in our parking lot. <laughs> That's how big of, of, of a clinic that I was in, that we had our own MRI unit in, in the in the uh, parking lot there. Lot that it, it's just an outright lie. Yeah. They lie when their mouth is open. You can tell. I believe that was reported by Boca News Now in Boca Raton, Florida, and uh, we exposed that hack just the other day for yeah. that. And of course, <laughs> no apology, no public retraction. No, no. We've heard stories, Attorney Renz, of uh, these hospitals actually using blow-up dolls. Similar to what you would put in the passenger seat of your vehicle when you're trying to hit the expressway and pull pull the wool over the eyes of the trooper that's sitting on the side of the road. They're putting them in the windows of hospitals to make people feel like the hospitals are full. 
Oh. Phony people, actors, are being paid by big tech, which is, by the way, owned by the government, in order to go on TikTok and pose as fake doctors. Fake doctors in order to push the fear narrative surrounding this COVID hoax and then this injection, this inoculation onto your kids whose face is buried in TikTok all day long, which, by the way, is owned by China. The CCP is TikTok. TikTok is the CCP. Yeah, no question about it. Listen, China doesn't like us. That's maybe a newsflash to people, but they don't like us. They don't like freedom. And they've been trying very hard. That's China again coming full circle we started out with china you know now he's talking about china by the way you know they're getting into all sorts of our critical infrastructure yep the same billionaires that are you know doing this with healthcare, are trying to get into all sorts of our critical infrastructure our critical infrastructure can only be protected if it's owned locally by individuals the more control Amen. is consolidated the less safe we are as americans but you know that's that's a whole other uh, interview. And anything that China wants to do, they're going to get away with it because this administration, this so-called faux administration, is 100% compromised by Russia. They are 100% compromised by China. We saw that the Russians have another laptop of Hunter Biden's. He's out there admitting it. Uh, they have sex. They have abuse. They have theft. They have criminal corruption. They have collusion. They have incest. They have trafficking. They have all of this stuff over this administration. If you don't believe that this administration, that this Biden family is 100%, this whole entire first family is 100% compromised by China, you are sadly mistaken. Thomas Renz, I'm running out of time. Final words from you. Hey, it's not just him. Take a look at some of our Repo Republican leaders who Amen. are also getting a large amount of money from pharma and elsewhere. Take a look at Mitch McConnell. Trump sure is. I, I would have tried to include that today, but I couldn't get to it. That's I'd fine. like to see him stand up for Trump's heavily in bed with big pharma is the point I'm trying to make. Us instead of for the other side. This I mean, why do you think he'd, he'd push the kill shot so hard if he wasn't? You know, his, his motivations are always, always self-centered and uh, monetary. This is not the safe. This is not effective. We, the people, have to take our freedom back or it's going to be gone. This is the line in the sand. And you know, keep speaking up at these school board meetings. Do not submit to this. Do not allow them to put masks on your kids. This injection, you have to stay away from it. You have to get yeah. the word out to everybody. And this yeah. guy is fighting it and has vowed to fight it until the end. 45,000. I can't wait to see these fact checkers yeah. eat crow on that. Attorney Thomas Renz, he can be found at renz-law.com. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you, God. Thank you, Stu. The Stu Peterson. <laughs> he thanked God. Anything, Stu. Um, so that, you know, thank God. Thank God. There are attorneys out there. There are doctors out there. There are MD, tons of MDs that have come out against this stuff. Um, just about out of time here, but I, I got to get to this because we haven't really covered this today, and it's exactly what they were just talking about. Uh, media falsely claims Florida Florida morgues overflowing refer, refrigerator trucks used for bodies. I mean, th th this is just the levels they're willing to stoop to is just beyond comprehension. Ron DeSantis fights the mask and injection Nazis in D.C. Uh, again, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't buy into that really because we've done several studies on DeSantis, but he's the Stu Peters is. I mean, he's got a very Trump, but then again, he's called out Trump. So, you know, and I think he's even said some stuff about DeSantis. So, of the people on alternative media, he's still pretty much near the top that I can determine.
The so-called media is focused on Florida, and over the weekend we saw some very frightening information being reported. One agency called Boca News Now featured a shocking headline highlighting the dangers of the Delta variant surge among the unmasked populations in that state, which read, quote, Boca Raton hospital morgues overflowing, refrigerated trucks used. In the article, the editor and publisher called Andrew Colton wrote, quote, there are so many bodies due to the COVID-19 pandemic that Baptist East and Boca Raton Regional have acquired refrigerated trucks to keep the bodies cold. <laughs> Dr. Jane Ruby wasn't far from there and being shocked by this news, she immediately went directly to Boca Raton Regional to document this horrific scene. She joins us now with her findings. Dr. Ruby, thank you so much. So what was this chaotic scene like when you arrived? Well, Sue, let me back up a bit. You know, when there's a crisis in a community, there's a certain cadence and energy and, and it spreads fast. So when this, this article came out and it came across the newswire, uh, I was in the area and I, I, I was stunned by it because I have a lot of contacts in the area and no one was talking about it. So what, what happened was... Uh, Boca Raton is a very rich area and it was kind of opposite of where I lived in the Fort Myers area. Uh, in fact, I think that the the meeting I told you you all about that I I was at with the CEUs where I was I was in there with medical doctors and chiropractors. I, I think that was in that area, around that area. I know it was, I think it was West Palm Beach, but yeah, Boca Raton though is is a real exclusive rich area. Um, and, and thank you for giving me a little bit of a summary here. Yeah. Um, this particular news organization, which actually, to be honest with you, when I did a little bit more digging, Boca News Now has been embroiled in other uh, somewhat fake news, if you will, or let's just say news uh, printouts with some discrepancy. What they put out was, uh, and I'm going to quote here because I think it's really important. I've given you copies of the articles with the fear-mongering titles, and this is really important. And the reason I'm talking about this today, I want everyone to know, uh, look at worms like this uh, publisher, editor, locally, Andrew Colton, are, are by the millions, okay? This is an example of how the media is manipulating you. The danger is that national news services pick it up, and then it becomes gospel. Uh, so I'm giving you an example, and then I'm going to give you a template for checking the lie. We're going to become lie checkers, okay? The media has no business and no right anymore to be any kind of fact checker since they're actually part of the, the, the lies and the propaganda. So here's what the article actually said. Multiple sources are telling Boca News Now that area hospitals, including Baptist, now Baptist Hospitals is a general hospital system throughout Florida. They were, and they specified Bethesda Hospital, uh, the Baptist Bethesda East Hospital, and Boca Raton Regional Hospital. Uh, another quote from their article, these two hospitals, as well as many others in the area, quote, are experiencing morgue overflow. Here's another quote, there are so many bodies due to COVID-19 that Baptist East and Boca Regional have accused, or I'm sorry, have acquired refrigerated trucks to keep the bodies cold. So Stu, I went down there, 
with some assistance to the hospital. I went to Boca General on Saturday. I took photographs. Uh, the place looks like, I, my new coined phrase now is a Zen garden. It was peaceful, it was quiet. This is a major medical center. It was a huge campus with a big emergency room center and, an, and a big area for their main entrance. I spoke to two uh, police officers. I have that provided that video to your producers as well for verification. Two police officers standing in front of the Boca General emergency entrance. It was very quiet and peaceful. Uh, they were very open to, to speaking with me and they kind of chuckled and said, is that why you came down here? Because you saw that news report? And I said, yeah, it is because it's very startling to think that there are multiple refrigeration trucks and that that many people are dying. Uh, and they laughed. They chuckled. They said, that's bogus. We haven't seen anything like that. Um, and so we went, we went on. Now, the next area I want to share with you is that when you look at the Boca news site. Uh, Andrew Colton is the publisher, founder, and editor. Here are a couple of quotes from his website. Quote, journalism is taken seriously. Quote, factual uh, misstatements will not be tolerated. Uh, and also, quote, we believe in real journalism. Stu, I provided a video to you that I'd like you to play now that we took on Sunday when we went to the other hospital named in this article, Baptist East, to show you what it looked like. Here you can see the emergency area. It's dead. It's quiet. Somebody's leaving her shift. There you go. Here's the entrance to the emergency room. Uh, it's perfectly quiet. We're going to come up this little road, little driveway here. And... Uh, Hey, sir, sir, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Hey, yesterday the news said that you guys were overflowing, your morgue was overflowing, you had refrigeration trucks. Uh, I'm not sure. You're not sure? Looks like a Zen garden here, huh? Yeah, he laughed. You know why he laughed? Because he knows it's a joke. So here we are. This is the entrance to the emergency room. You can look in. Look inside this entrance. This is where you'd walk in if a loved one was in there. Perfectly quiet, emergency room check-in. Perfectly quiet. This area here, beyond this gentleman, we're gonna we're gonna just turn a little bit right here. I'm gonna show you this open area is called the the bay. You see where it says fire, rescue, and ambulance only. This is where ambulances come in to drop off and pick up patients. It is dead. It is empty. That bay can hold about four or five ambulances on a good day. Well, your coin phrase Zen Garden seems to apply here as well. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You could see that the emergency entrance was quiet, peaceful. It's very large. It's, it spans across. Uh, there's an empty tent. Looks like a welcome tent. Uh, we also drove around just to the side, as you can see in the video, and we looked at the ambulance bay. These are This is the area where ambulances come and go. No cars are allowed. It's for bringing patients in in emergency, and it's for getting them out in body bags if they, if they need to be taken out that way. And as you can see in the video, I mean, I hate to chuckle, but it was, it was empty, it was quiet, and the entire campus of these two major medical centers uh, were empty. Um, so I, I wanted to call this to people's attention. We're going to be lie checkers now. Um, I also wanted to say that there were also reports on this same news site, Boca News Now, or Boca Now News, whatever they want to call it, staffing shortages. Stu, I've had a number of nurses and physicians from both Bethesda uh, East 
and Bo uh, Boca Raton General that say that there are shortages because they don't want to come in, because they're facing these vax mandates, they don't want to be pressured, and that they're being offered triple and quadruple their normal hourly rates to come in. They just don't want to be there and they don't want to be pressured. So I want to encourage people. Oh, and by the way, they also put out something about the pediatrics are exploding. First of all, Stu, hospitals uh, don't give out that kind of information as you learned when you uh, called in and asked them to verify. They are very reticent to give any numbers out. Uh, you could see the young man that we stopped who looked like a, a nurse or a nursing assistant uh, running out and we asked him and he started to chuckle and said, I don't know anything about that. Um, so if all of this was going on, believe me, there would be more corroborative uh, stories. And I think people need to, when they, when they see something that seems unbelievable, go check that lie in your community. Verify that it's a lie. Because the dangerous part of this, as I said before, uh, people like Andrew Colton and his little outlet, are they're, 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 they're one of millions of these kinds of worms. And the danger is that they get picked up by national news services, and then it, it becomes uh, sort of something that people eat more easily believe. So but just I, uh, so everybody knows, I did contact the Boca Raton Regional Hospital. I spoke to the woman at the front desk. I can't play that because it's a two-party state here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, but I will tell you that she told me she, does, she doesn't know anything of the sort, no refrigeration trucks that were on site. She offered to transfer, transfer me to her nursing supervisor, who I asked the question and then can Conveniently, she said, sir, you're breaking up, um, and, and then she hung up on me. <laughs> I called back and then uh, got her voicemail. I called multiple times. I called also to the sheriff's office there and to the police department. I called the county um, uh, uh, morgue, the, uh, the, the medical examiner. I have not heard back from them yet, and they're probably writing it off at this point because they're like, I don't know what this guy's talking about because it just simply does not exist. So you're right. The pandemic here is the fear pandemic that is being pushed. Yes. And we had Ivory Hecker on last week on Friday who worked there uh, for Fox and Fox was actually forcing her to do a story about refrigerated trucks. She went there. There was no such thing. And they told her why manufacture this story. Her boss at Fox actually told her that she hoped the pandemic would become more deadly uh, mm. to produce these headlines. I mean, this is the machine that we are up against. These people are absolutely liars. Uh, Dr. Ruby, final word. Absolutely. Uh, final word is I'd like to make a public uh, demand uh, before your cameras and your audience right now that Andrew Colton of Boca News Network and the leadership of Newsbreak, as well as any other national service that picked this up, issue an immediate apology to the American people, the people of uh, Palm Beach County, and, to, and, and we demand an immediate retraction of this out-and-out -out lie if, as Mr. Colton's website says, quote, journalism is taken seriously here. Let's take it seriously. <laughs> I have to. The Satanists don't tend to apologize, though, from what I've, from what I've heard. Um, okay. Now, last little section here, and I actually even had more, more, but I just, I'm totally out of time. I just want to do the positive COVID pushback headlines to end everything. We've kind of ended on a, a more positive note here before we had three parts that were pretty dark. But the fourth part, hopefully, was, um, you know, something that'll uh, encourage you and uplift your spirits. And uh, positive COVID pushback headlines. CNN and Anderson Cooper slapped with a $100 million defamation suit over their conspiracy to suppress viable COVID treatments. Now, that may be, you know, hydroxychloroquine, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> at this point, you know, as long as people are going after them. You know, uh, then action alert, tell your elected officials no mandates. So that's that's a, a really good one to uh, click on. Um, then CDC director tells CNN 
the COVID vaccines can't prevent transmission. Um, hundreds of thousands protest across France over Macron's COVID-19 health pass and mandatory vaccination. Then COVID is over in Norway, declares the national health chief. Then Rand Paul says, resist the Great Reset. They can't arrest us all. Yeah, it's true. Uh, next report, France, Italy swept by mass protest against the COVID health pass. Then anti-kill-shot protesters try to storm BC, BBC and ITV studios as they clash with cops during rally. Uh, next report, Nuremberg 2.0 versus the Fourth Reich for crimes against humanity. That's a whole other set of attorneys there, that Fulmrich guy and his attorneys that are also suing. Then 237 protest the Vax passports in 180 cities in France. We want our freedom. Next report, will Congress halt the FDA's NAC attack, which is the N-acetylcysteine that we've reported on, that it seems to be, well, that in glutathione, which N-acetylcysteine converts into in the body, are um, proven to actually get graphene oxide out of the body. So now, now again, I, I don't think that if you got the shot, you know, it's going to, you know, obviously address all aspects of the shot. Um, but for if you've been exposed to the graphene oxide through the masks, through the tests, uh, chemtrails, and all, on various different other ways they've gotten into us, you know, obviously you can understand why the FDA would want to go after that. And I've, I've brought one into my line now. It's a very, very good one, very, very potent one, and uh, very pure, the one that I'm carrying. The FDA's recent action against a critical supplement have spurred some Congress to action. Uh, we must build more support on Capitol Hill to protect access to NAC. And there's an action alert you can click on there. Then another one, supplement sneak attack update. What became of Dick Durbin's attempt to pass more regulations on dietary supplements? Another action alert. So these are very proactive. Then 160 San Francisco deputies threatened to resign over mandatory COVID-19 kill shot vax requirement. Next report, Reuters says half of the Paris cafes and bars are refusing to comply with the vaccine passport scheme. I keep it up, praise God, uh, Godspeed. Then Swiss police threatened to stop enforcing COVID-19 rules. Then three major U.S. airlines will not mandate shots for their unvaccinated workers. Next one, feds attack medical disinformation. The government wants to decide what information you can see during COVID and beyond. There's another action alert there. So I've given you four different like proactive links you can click on. Uh, then study most says most highly educated Americans are also the most vaccine hesitant. Uh, then some New York City restaurants pushing back against the vaccine mandate. Uh, I just don't think that we're going to be the vaccination police, which is what they're trying to turn all the businesses into, the vaccination police. And we just non mass noncompliance is, is the answer, at least in part. Dr. David Martin detailing crimes, COVID crimes by many governors. Then anti-vaxxers have globalist big pharma terrified for good reasons. Uh, then we refuse to convert to their official fastest COVID kill shot religion. No forced medicine, no forced religion. These are all different links you can click on. And then the last one is know your rights guidance on how to request a religious exemption for COVID-19 vaccine mandates in the workplace. Uh, responding to concerns from employees in the public in private health sector about workplace requirements for the COVID-19 vaccines and a desire to express their religious objections to such requirements, the Rutherford Institute has issued a guidance and an in-depth fact sheet and a model letter 
for those seeking religious exemption to COVID-19 vaccine mandates in the workplace. So I give you all the links for that. And this will be at the very bottom of the PDF for this date, which will be um, August 16, 2021. I, this will also be in my next newsletter uh, that will, I'll probably put one out this week as well. But I, I'm just trying to tell you where to find it there. Uh, so... The Rutherford's fact sheet is is entitled Know Your Rights, How to Request a Religious Accommodation for COVID-19 Vaccine Mandates in the Workplace. And I'll give you a link to that. Oh, and then the last one is Canadian Storm Injection Center amid massive anti-vaccine passport protests, which is good. We're seeing Canada um, now have some, some large marches there. Heartening footage out of Canada shows tens of thousands of fed-up citizens taken to the streets to protest the country's vaccine passport rollout. Thousands of Canadians marched in Montreal, Quebec over the weekend to push back against the draconian vaccine passport measures being implemented in the country. A crowd of protesters even stormed a COVID vaccine and testing center, uh, chanting shame on you while holding signs like our kids aren't lab rats. Uh, and then there's a, there's a, if you want to see the actual video, I give you a link here on Twitter, jab center invaded. So, that's all we have for today. Uh, God bless you. Lord willing, we will see you in the next study next week.